Hey, welcome to Steve's Spotlight on Someone Else, where we put the spotlight on someone else who wants the spotlight shining in their face, you know, in recognition of their achievement of being a human being on planet Earth, which is a very difficult task. You got to deal with other human beings. That's just bonkers. I'm, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the stamina and the ability that people have to tolerate other people. So, you know, in recognition of that, I decided to create a spotlight, which is completely and entirely metaphorical. I do not have a literal spotlight. I am not uh, Commissioner James T. Gordon from the comic book series, The Batman. I am Steve from Steve Spotlight. And uh, that's, that's basically the summary of what I'm talking about here. That's, that's what we're really getting at. And uh, I do have a very special guest tonight. Well, let me, let me see if this, this guest will introduce themselves. Hello, Chris here. Can you hey. hear me? Uh, oh, yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. I man, that sounded really enthusiastic from me. So <laughs> I don't like. I just I just want to maybe temper that down and just you know maybe adjust because that that's not how enthusiastic I've, I. I love my spotlight. I just I don't want to say that, but that was just that surprised me at how enthusiastic I was. You didn't like strike oil on your property or something. Ah, no, no, I, yeah, if I did that, it would be owned by the apartment, the complex. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I am no, no Jed Clampett. <laughs> I look, <laughs> go ahead. My friends and I actually joked about exactly this thing one time. We were hanging out outside one of our apartments. And um, we were like, what if, like, what if we just Beverly Hillbillies right now and we like hit it and we like just kept taking out the oil in buckets because we wouldn't own the property and we wouldn't have the oil yeah. rights. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do if I struck oil anywhere. Even if I owned the property, I would be like, uh, someone, someone give me money. That makes me want to watch like the pilot episode of um, the Beverly Hillbillies now to, to find out like what the process was like for him to even because we know the story, yeah. obviously, but like because it it is the theme song. It is I didn't know the specific. Yeah. yeah. Did he think it was a bad thing at first, or did he realize it was, that Bubble and Crude was was? I don't know. You you think that you think there's a whole thing like he 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 get he gathered some of it with like a ladle. And they try they try drinking it like coffee or something stupid like that, and then he's like selling it on the ro roadside as coffee, and everyone's spitting it out. And then like a yeah. rich guy comes by, and he tastes it. He's like, "That's petroleum." <clears throat> <laughs> What's that? I don't know nothing. <laughs> Is what Jed Clampett would say. Uh, yes. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's uh, there's a little bit of plot in there. You could you could you could uh, uh, excuse this. You could you could drill into. I knew it. A plot of <laughs> yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, you just walked up around me and sneak attacked wordplay. 
Yeah, well, that oil pun was rigged. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Uh, I shouldn't have been trying to hunt rabbits on this. <laughs> yeah, I think we should stop there. Or we won't get anywhere. Uh, so I um, have you have you ever seen an episode of Beverly Hillbillies? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just don't think I've seen the very first one. Oh, I, I have. I, I don't think I have. You have really? Seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw. Great. I think I saw at least most of the, at least the ending of the movie. I know that. But you see where the Jim Varney plays uh, Jed Clampett in that one? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a thought. The, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say no, the no, guy no. from Drew Carey shows in it. Yeah. I don't know. Diedrich Bader. Who's his, it's Jethro. Who's his daughter? Jessica Simpson? That's wrong. No. No. I can't remember her name, but she was kind of a big deal at the time, I think. Yeah, I know she's blonde. I'm like, I can't. I, I feel like I wouldn't know who that is. Everybody did a like, good job. Yeah, uh, that's, Porter yeah. Leachman, I think, was a, was Granny. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. She's in a. She's from. Um, am I wrong in this? Maybe uh, isn't she from? Um, oh man, I'm not even gonna think of it. That Jared Young Leto movie. Jared Leto movie. She, yeah, the one where they, he does drugs. Uh, pro. I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak authoritatively on. Leto. Requiem for a Dream. Is she in it? Uh, yeah, she's the she's his mother in it, I believe. Oh, oh. Man, I'm wrong. It, I might be wrong. The reason I thought about that about Jim Varney today. No, I'm wrong. Because I I rewatched the. Uh, do you remember what happened at the 12 Olympics, like the um, the British like concert thing they did? Um, I got most of that. I got the 2020 Olympics, but you keep breaking well, up. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Keep talking. The 2012, the 2012 Olympics. Okay. Yeah. In London. Okay. What about them? Um, Do you remember the musical no. thing they did? That was a tribute to the British film industry. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you would if you saw it. Trust me, because they carried to fire with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, there's this one like synth note that's repeated like just over and over and over and over and over again until the end. There's like a little, but um, it's they, the guy at the keyboard is Mr. Bean. Like literally, it's Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Yeah. And so the, the uh, okay. whole thing became like just a Mr. Like a Mr. Bean routine where he's like you know trying to like hide his like annoyance and um, keep hitting the key over and over again. But like it occurred to me. Like, like our Mr. Bean probably <laughs> earnest world. Uh, oh man, you're you're breaking up again. But I think you're you're the point you're saying is that our that America's Mr. Bean is earnest. Yes. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 trying to scan my mind. <laughs> that seems pretty right. Mr. Bean is a little bit. Uh, like in, like in, yeah, yeah. He's he's physical comedy. I'm trying to I'm trying to think because, yeah, uh, Mr. they're both physical, little, but yeah, yeah. Ernest talks nonstop, and Mr. Bean almost yeah. never talks. Yeah, 
but does that reflect our national character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> British Absolutely. people talk. They're ta- they're they're more concerned about being polite, which I think is sort of yeah. being sort of like they that. say like five words a year. Yeah. And they're all and they're all and they're and they're all snooty words. Yes, or like a like a grunt because you know you got caught in a you, you got caught in a doorway or something or yeah. like I'm talking about Mr. Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Almost Scooby Doo like in his like vocalizations. Oh. Oh yeah. Hmm. Because Scooby doesn't Scooby. talk nonstop. No, he doesn't. No, he talks mm. when he needs to. Yeah, yeah. Or even Shaggy more did. on, even more to the point. Um, Courage the cowardly dog talks even less. I, w- I would say. Oh yeah. Hmm. But is, that's because he's a, he talk, that dog. He talks though, huh? Courage. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it, without like a yeah. dog accent, like Scooby. Hmm. What about that French comedian who is a real physical comedy? Lewis, M- Martin and Lewis. Oh. You're talking about Doesn't Jerry that. Lewis and Dean Martin? Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Is Jerry he Lewis is a, French? He's not French? No, there's just a stereotype about the French loving oh. Jerry Lewis. No, he's he's a he's an American. American. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's Damn. from New York. Now I have watched their laughing show. You're That's thinking of Martin Rowan and Martin. That's Rowan and Martin. Oh man. Yeah, but we did talk about Rowan Atkinson earlier, so maybe that's what you were connecting. Rowan and Martin. Oh, never mind. And Jerry Lewis is born in New Jersey. I said New York, but I'm sure he was in New York all the time. I mean, it's Newark. It's right there. Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. Yeah. L- Lewis and Martin. Did they have a show or they're just in a bunch of stuff? No, they had like, they were like in a Colgate comedy hour or something. Well, I remember watching it and it was like very much thing of its time oh yeah we're like the, the advertiser is like very obviously front and center like it's colgate toothpaste i think it was colgate and like the yep. funniness is just like someone speaking like loud <laughs> ah, that's that's awesome but th- some of that stuff was uh improvised a little bit too i think oh, yeah, going sure. that far back yeah i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying it's definitely like um they were like just discovering being loud. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the humans. Yeah, yeah, like what if we were loud? <laughs> oh, are you sure? We've, we've been reserved for so long. We learned it from the British. <laughs> <laughs> they probably introduced a new like Academy Award like for it for loudness yeah. in a comedy or musical. <laughs> Most loud comedy or musical of 1958. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then I went back yeah. and start. If you watch anything like that, though, anything like that on YouTube, obviously, like anything where it's like somebody wearing a suit and they're on on TV, then the comments will be flooded with people saying, "Oh, such a class act. They don't make them like that anymore. Oh, you should take notes." Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, you should take notes. Do Colbert, you guys are all horrible. I mean, hmm. these guys still wear suits, obviously. Yeah. But I'm saying, yep. I'm saying, if it's like a profession like that, where like people wore suits and they always have, people are, are so opinion. Like they're like, I don't know how easily you can gauge if something was genuinely better or funnier back in the day versus now, because tastes change completely and norms mm. change and taboos and stuff will change about like what you can say on the air and everything. So it's like, I don't think it's even comparable. Um, Cause if you watch like the tonight show, like early Johnny Carson, like when he was first starting, it's like, again, it's like they're discovering things about the format for the first time. Yeah. So it's not like now where we have like budgets for like, like those like like sketches and like field pieces and stuff it's just him coming out and saying you know whatever and then yeah. being a little self-deprecating which of course probably pretty revolutionary back then too and i'm sure they didn't even have like right like well they probably had i mean what was their writing room like i'm sure it's not the same thing Smoky, that, I'm sure. yeah because like i mean like any of those guys, you know, modern guys, their writing room is like filled with like Harvard grads who they, they wrote for like yeah. the, the whatever, the lampoon or whatever. And Harvard lampoon. they like, yeah. they almost study comedy in a way in, in college to the, the, the most ability that you can. They're like all literature yep. majors or something. Whereas probably, I don't, yeah, these guys probably like, I don't know. They just probably had some buddies that they worked with backstage yeah. a little bit. And they're like, I'm going to wow them tonight. <laughs> they just yeah. they don't even talk about it. They're probably like Mad Men. And also they were buddies. Yeah. I they're bet, like the trope of Mad Men people, I mean. They, I mean, I, I bet they had, I don't know. Well, I mean, they, well, these guys, some of these guys are probably doing their Colgate hour, like, you know, daily or something. But like, I bet they, they all came from like, I don't really know. They all came from, uh, you know, like vaudeville backgrounds and stage stuff. You know, I mean, they were all like this stuff didn't come from nowhere. Some of it, like you know, they, uh, um, yeah, yeah, you know, they were That's working sure. crowds and all that stuff, and, and even some of their acts. You know, like I think even like who's on first might have, like it's like you can trace that entire bit. Like I think back to vaudeville. It's not. It's not like, uh, you know. Um, Abbott and Costello in, invented the entire concept of it. You can probably go back further. I love reading about like when they find like graffiti full of insults from like ancient Rome. Yeah. And stuff like that. People have always been like dissing each other and making jokes and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, they had comedies and it's always interesting to think like, I mean, we still have them, you know, we have the records of the comedies, but like, I like I saw a great performance of one of the the Shakespeare. Um, it was Comedy of Errors, which was an infrequently yeah. done one. But like it was yeah. great. They did it great because of the, like the, these performance because I don't know just how they did it was really great because they made it. You know they they added like physical comedy jokes and all these things that it's like yeah I could, you, like you could totally see see it entertaining people back then. Yeah. Or any or any any time period you know. 
you know how Shakespeare is like always taken out of the time period it's set in, and they do costuming based on like World War One or something. Yeah, I saw one in high school one time where I think it was at like a theater conference or something. But like this other school did this. They did. I don't remember what the show was. They did Merchant of Venice, maybe. But like, I think it was supposed to be comedy, which one they did. But anyway, they were dressed in like Age of Enlightenment wigs and stuff. And like everybody had like a huge powdered wig, everybody, and it was so distracting. I like I can't tell you anything about the show. That's why I can't remember what the show was. This was in World. They were supposed to be in World War Two, and they had powdered wigs. No, no, I'm saying so. Shakespeare is always like transplanted to some other time period besides when it takes yeah. place. Yeah. It's usually it takes place in like you know like like medieval times, or it's contemporary to them, or it's like some fantasy, fantastic ancient Greek thing or something. But like, yeah. or obviously ancient Rome. I could list all of them, but that's not what I'm here to do. So what I'm saying is they transplanted it to like the late 18th century or something. So everybody had powdered wigs, whatever the show was. But I can't tell you what the show was because I just don't, I just was too distracted. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. That's, I mean, the the Shakespeare was around, what, the 1600s. So people in those wigs probably performed Shakespearean plays. But it was very like, I'm talking like founding father wigs and big Uh, ones. Yeah. Like everybody looked like a fresh puffed popcorn kernel. (laughs) I remember thinking that it was like a bunch of giant popcorn kernels coming out of like blue, like blue. um, (laughs) Hmm. I'm trying to think of a good example of what I'm talking about. Like, like the captain from, um, treasure planet like her uniform but but everybody had like a big popcorn head and they were trying to do shakespeare Hmm. i feel bad for saying this but i was also a teenager when i beheld this and i had the same opinion back then so good good that's how i felt yeah no you shouldn't you shouldn't hey (laughs) you shouldn't feel bad about that uh hey listen it was oh go ahead (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm saying it was. I was saying it was rough. That's it. I was done. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I wanted to get into improv a little bit here with you. Um. What? We did. <laughs> did we, we? we did just now. We? No, we said improv once when we were talking about the early like Colgate comedy ah, hour type. Bah. But anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk about let's it. Let's see. Let's see. Do you think about that? The the, the origins of it. Like historically, we talked yeah. about this already. We've talked about this actually already. Okay. Oh, well. How about let's? Well, I'll go with a new thing. Let's go with uh, uh, like initiations. What do you have any thoughts on those? The very first thing to do uh, to start the scene. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic because um, I didn't just start explaining it right away, which would have been a better initiation. So. Um, I think about this all the time. I think we mentioned last time that there will be times when I'm like on stage, I'm like in the wings. It's pre-pandemic. The dollar is strong. Mm. Um, you know, it's a different era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The euro is strong. <laughs> the pound is super heavy. And uh, I, um, I'm in the wings and I'm like, wait a minute. I've never really learned anything but improvisation. Or 
I've forgotten everything I've ever known. What am I even yeah. doing? I get that yeah. feeling a lot right at the beginning, and it goes away once I start. Yeah. So honestly, as stereotypical as it is, like just starting because you're going to build it and I should say discover it um, in the process of it anyway. It's so hard to like wrap your mind around sometimes that the process is the thing. Yeah. You know I mean? like, like, it's very holistic. Like, the process is always happening. But one tip that I've always liked is people who like lead into um, making like a connection with your partner, like checking in with them, like mm-hmm. Energy-wise, I'm not talking about before. You should do that before, obviously, you were going to stage. But um, like making eye contact and just kind of sensing that person, I think that's super important. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't want to like barge out and like not look at them at all and be like, like loud. ah, loud, loud. Although oh. we talked about how loud is good. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you keep breaking up. You keep breaking up again. Uh, now. Oh, no. What was the last thing you heard? I heard... You, oh, you, you think you someone was, hear me? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're still breaking up. Yeah, the page thought I wanted to leave, but I did not want to leave. It asked me if I was okay with leaving, and I said no. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. It's very courteous of the page. Yeah, it was. What, were you, what was the last thing you heard before the event? I, I, I heard <laughs> I heard you say, uh, it's not like you want to go out there. And then there was a long pause. And then I heard, loud, loud, loud. But then we talked about how loud is funny or good or something like that. That's what I thought you it's said. It's almost everything. But honestly, <laughs> that's also a good place to end that sentence. It's, it's not, no, what I, what I was saying... Um, is that it's not like you just want to go out there like totally disengaged from your your, your scene partner yeah. and uh, just do whatever. Like it makes yeah. so much sense to check in with them. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like I I could see like like sort of doing that and kind of like leaving it a little bit up to them entirely. Like, but I think later, like that's later. I think a little bit later on in a way. Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah. You have to, it has to be sometimes, justified. You know? yeah. Sometimes I really want to do that too. Like you can tell, I think if someone's like kind of springy at the beginning, like they want to get it and like, you're like, okay, they've got something that they want to start doing. I'm just going to observe that thing. It feels good to observe something at the beginning sometimes and then just like follow it. Hmm. Following is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you can do you think about like you're you're I'm like the straight man in the scene or you're the voice of reason? Ah oh, shit! Um, whoa! Oh, can you hear up. me? Yeah, I can. It's you're still going in and out a bit. I've been having trouble with um the platform the last couple times I've been on. I'm not sure why. Hmm. I moved my PC to a different area to move it back. Hmm. Can you hear me no. now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I might have to get like a Wi-Fi extender going or something. Because that's not good. Not now. We don't have time for that now. Oh, no. 
this we're in the midst of it. We're in the thick of it. Yeah, you were asking me if I actively think about if I'm going to be Dean Martin or Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I usually just find it as it happens. Yeah. I can't yeah. say yes. I'm definitely plotting a course towards being normal. Mm-hmm. I think about like I was like when I rewatched Thirty Rock. The, one of the things that struck me is that everyone, in a way, is a straight man to the other characters. Yeah, I can see that. Because like you think like um, like Tracy Jordan is he's a crazy character, right? But if Liz Lemon says something crazy to him, he's he's gonna you know he's gonna look at her weirdly. You know he he yeah. he get, he gets when Liz Lemon she's talking about a sandwich or whatever and she's crazy. Like he he knows when she is cra- the crazy one. Yeah, I yeah I do that a lot on that show. They all yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't seem weird that they can all do that either. It's just Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because there's other there's other more clear like the office would be more clear where who the straight who the straight man is is obviously Jim, like right, but it doesn't yeah like, yeah yeah but Jim can I mean to, to, when Jim does something weird probably I don't know does someone else notice that and call him out maybe probably Dwight Dwight Dw- oh yeah it should be Dwight it should be the person who who you know the least you know, who, the person who can see yeah. their flaws should be the one who is, you know, you. I don't know. Dwight's the perfect one. <laughs> well, he's constantly analyzing. So he's freaking low to talk about Jim deviating. Oh, you got to say all that Jim again. No. Okay. Uh, I said it makes sense because Dwight is always watching Jim, so he's like constantly ready to like mentioned when he deviates yeah yeah that's right and then it's like it's just it just i don't know that whole that whole setup is just funny because i don't know yeah like dwight thinks something's going on he's like he's like calling him out obviously and dwight's probably slightly wrong but it's still terrible for jim and we know why but dwight doesn't (laughs) like something like that yeah hmm Oh, this, this here caviar is, oh, it's, it's bad. It's bad caviar. Uh, there's a bit of a supply shortage going on, so we had to get into some of the froze stock. It's not as good. Oh, I... These um w- wealthy people handy snacks. This is this is in this is an inferior wealthy person person handy snack with inferior caviar. I know, sir, and I apologize for that. But that's why we gave you a portion that is three times as large as what we would normally give out to make up for that decline in quality. Oh, I was digging into the poor caviar with my little red plastic stick and just thinking about how this caviar isn't even worthy of the 
best utensil ever made. Yes, sir, I wanted to apologize about that. Uh, we only had the little stick. Normally, you'd be using the big one, oh. the size of a golf club. But again, oh. the supply shortage. Oh, I have fond memories. My halcyon youth, where I'd be out on the green with just gobs of caviar being smacked down my gullet by my mother, my dearly past mother and father. Rest in peace. May they May rest they... in peace. Oh, yes. Your parents were two of the greatest patrons this restaurant ever had. That's oh. their picture over there on the wall. And that's you, little baby you. You were uh, just taught. I was so small. I Little did I know at the time how frustrating our economy would become by all of the shortage of the delicious treats and things I ate as a youngster. So please try not to take it too hard on yourself. When I was a toddler, I also dawdled my time. You dawdled? I dare say I dawdled every day, sir. I didn't spend any of my time studying what might be happening in the economic situation 45 years into the future. Yes. Little did we we know these dire straits we are in now. And... Uh, yet you, you are a, you're a faithful, faithful restaurateur who has n- navigated those d- these difficult times with m- managing your restaurant and keeping it open. Thank you, sir. You know, you're the only patron who ever compliments me. Oh, I find that hard to believe. I... Next. I... Oh. When when I come in here, I feel like my every want and desire is often satisfied. Although of late with the shortages, I feel like even you in your most magnificent restaurant touring is coming up short. Yes, it's a blemish on my, until now, perfect record. And I'll carry that to my grave. Oh, well, I... I I shan't want to think about you dying, for where will I find uh, anyone to serve me handy handy snacks filled with caviar? Well, to be perfectly honest, sir, I already ordered a gravestone in anticipation of my death, but as Uh, with everything else, the supply shortage has delayed the headstone. Oh, how horrible. You could die at any moment, and there would be, and all memory of you would be vanished immediately, because we have no piece of rock to gaze upon that has your name. That's right, sir. So the only thing I can do is just to continue to serve until I drop dead, which I imagine could be any day now. Oh Because my, my medication is also on the ship. Oh no. Oh, how how positively horrible! If if you if you were to die, I I think that I would almost certainly be next. For for I have come um to entirely rely upon you for for sustaining me. All the other restaurants in town have closed due to the shortage. I refuse, sir. I will not shut down this restaurant. 
as long as there is breath in my lungs. Oh, you may have to serve that breath to me at some point, considering this ongoing, ongoing if shortage. If necessary, oh. yes. Ah. If necessary, I will. And just, just as a, you know, as a thought in experiment while we're thinking about the future and so forth, how would you prepare your lungs for me to eat them? Have you ever had liver and onions? It would look like that. Ah, mm, that sounds delicious, and I feel that that might be washed down wonderfully with a Capri Sun. Which, of course, we do have. That's the ah. one thing we stockpile, as always. We cannot run out of that, sir. No. It makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like a Capri Sun has so little actual liquid in it that, you know, as I, you know, many servings of it, they just, you just can't get to the bottom of that because there's just so little in each one. That's right, sir. It's like a reminder of our fleeting lives. Ah, yes. So fleeting, so short. Like this inferior red plastic stick. So short, unlike the unending ironness of a golf club. Again, sir, I must apologize. If you'd like, you can keep that. Oh, as a memento memory of you and your your hard work, your 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 love of your favorite patron at your restaurant. Well, as a memento, yes, but I was going to say you could fashion it into a weapon to oh. fight back the supply-hungry hordes now that there's a oh, shortage. My oh, my goodness. I think you are right. There's this. Yes. Well, you and your infinite graciousness have, have, have decided to allow me to cannibalize you. I do see now that if I am one to be moving in that direction, then... Most likely, the rest of the hordes around here will also be taking up that tactic as well. They've already started, from what I can see from the windows here. Oh, oh my! Oh my goodness! Uh, but I do want to thank you for placing me in the windowless corner of your fantastic restaurant, as it is the one that I prefer. Of course, sir. It's very unappetizing to behold cannibalism while you're trying to eat your caviar. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. I'd rather, much rather, to gaze upon the sights of my parents and me as a young tot. P pray tell me, though, outside there, in the in the nearly decaying, decrepit city due to the, the shortage, because one ship hasn't come into harbor, how fares our city? It's not pretty, sir. That oh. one ship had everything that a city needs to continue. Oh. Oh. In fact, you'd say it's the key to the city is on that ship. Right in the middle of the cargo hold, sir. Oh. We were going to use it to open up the city gates to let in a land caravan for supplies. Oh. But now that option is no longer open to us. I, as a young tot, not, not thought that I would see the day when when uh, our goods would be brought across the land. But, yea, that, that time may never come. 
due to the the one the key that is necessary to open up the beautiful gates we constructed around our fair city. That's life, sir. I've never oh. said a folksy adage like that before, but well, the times call for it, don't they? Ah yes. Ah yes. That's life and uh life's tough and uh life stinks. All these adages feel pretty apt right about now. They sure do. All those things are things that I think when I look out that window and I see the cannibal hordes self-destructing and coursing this way. Yes. With the bloods of their fellow countrymen just dripping out of their seething teeth that they have sharpened to points with what little scraps of metal they could find on the ground. And as they eat their brethren, I, yes, indeed, lament as well that, oh, life stinks. Bon appetit, sir. Thank you. Oh, oh that's a, that feels better, folksy. Folksy one for you. Bon appetit? Ah, ah, uh, yes. It, 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 uh, yeah, it sounds like an old quaint piece of, of, of wisdom. Well, yes, it, it is. I heard it from an old folksy patron oh. we had once, showed up under mysterious circumstances. Oh, that's interesting. Old, old folksy patrons who show up under mysterious circumstances always tend to have some... You know, they always are adventurers. They always seem to have some kind of wisdom. And, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah. I remember he had a, he had a big walking stick and a big wide-brimmed hat. You couldn't even see his eyes under the thing. Oh, that sounds quite mysterious. I, I, I once, I once knew someone you sound like you're talking to. I think I may, I may have been supping on one of your hostess grizzly snacks, which were, you know, those were discontinued in the 90s, but they were a thing that you had served me on that day when that mysterious stranger came in. Of course. So you were here when that happened. You just don't remember exactly because you were focused on the grizzly snack. Yes. Well, yes, I mean, uh, it was one of your most magnificent uh, offerings from your kitchen, and boy, I was devouring it much like the uh, uh, hungry grizzly that it was aptly named for. But yes, I remember the... Oh, yes. I do remember that. That was in the before times, when supplies were not short. No, the supplies were long... So long as as if they were just you know golf clubs just stretching out into infinity. But this yes, very good. Oh. oh no, tell me, tell me about the stranger. Oh, yes. you, what you remember of him? Oh. Ah yes. Well, as I remember, as I was slurping out the uh, white cream filled goodness of the grizzly snack, he yeah. peered over. He peered over uh, uh, amongst the, uh, the whole restaurant. And he pointed an accusing finger, finger upon us all. And he, if you recall, he, he, he cursed us. He, 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 he was frustrated by something. I'm quite, not quite sure, but he did curse us. 
Are you implying that the stranger brought the supply shortage on us that we're experiencing now? Oh, I don't think that would make any sense because I do recall quite clearly that his his uh, his curse it ended with bon appetit. So I mean that would that's what you say when you want someone to eat heartily. Huh. Then what was the nature of the curse? Yes. Well, he said that I curse all of you to uh I, to live in uh you know extravagance and that and that you shall not understand the true nature of things because you are blinded by the just crazy amount of like sustenance and wealth that will surround you. I hate to uh, rain on his parade, but uh, we've gone in the complete opposite direction. His curse didn't work. Damn it! I that is so frustrating. It's I. I, you know, even at that time, as I was licking the niblets of the grizzly snack from the clear cellophane wrapping from which I procured, from which I retrieved it, I was thinking that that curse actually seems pretty good, and I don't want the opposite to happen. And yet it did. Maybe that's oh. just how magic works. You curse hmm. someone with something you want the opposite of the thing to happen to them oh. to happen to them. Ha. Huh. Hmm. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we could try it right now. We could uh, go. Yes. We could curse the boat that uh, hasn't uh, hasn't arrived in some manner. Yes. Hmm. Why not? Yes, yes. In this line of thinking, that would make perfect sense. Uh, you know what? I think I think I want a high C juice box to to, to, to as we ponder over this idea. That sounds like Very a good, right good thing to do. Are you are ah. good. Oh, thank you. And why did I say you are looking might smartly smart in your uh, in your this waiter waiter outfit uh, full tuxedo you are wearing at the moment? Thank you, sir. I finally assembled the whole thing recently, and it's a complete oh. set. Ah, yes. I do love that your priorities of <laughs> completing the set of your tuxedo has continued over into this damn near apocalypse that we're living through. Well, it is rough out there, sir. I had to go on quite a few side quests. and uh, Well, I oh. suppose they were the main line of questing hmm. for me. But it was oh. a long and meandering adventure. Hmm. Believe you me. Oh. Because of the cannibal situation. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, the cannibal situation has made everything so much hotter, indeed. I had to go get a watch fixed the other day, and I, I, I lost uh, one of my calves. One of your calves, sir? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I didn't. If you, if I may, pull back the uh, the uh -oh. tablecloth. I did not. Yes. I did not notice. Oh, yes. It's it's bleeding rather freely down there. If I could get you something for that, sir. Oh yes, yes. That sounds uh, that sounds quite nice. Um, Perhaps an, you have to, uh, an ice oh. pack or something. Oh yeah, here's an ice pack for the pain. Might do do me well. Very good, sir. Ah. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh, thank you. Oh wow, that was quick service. Hmm. Now, oh. as I mentioned, we do have quite a ah, yeah. stock of 
frozen caviar. It is of a lower quality than you're used to, but oh. it would conform to the leg better this way, don't you think? If we use caviar. The frozen, the frozen caviar? You, you're suggesting applying the frozen caviar to my wounded leg? Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, that sounds phenomenal. Let me get out of my roll of bills and lavishly throw them upon you and uh, because I would love, I would very much accept this treatment. Very good, sir. Ah, now, now that my sensitive calf being tended to, I let me ponder the nature of the curse we shall uh, apply to the to the ship, the wayward ship with our supplies. Very good, sir. Okay. Now, I'm no magician and no sorcerer, sir, but I am a restaurateur, which is a similar mm -hmm. kind of word. We don't I use spells, but we do use something close. It's called a recipe. Right. Ah, I, I, oh, okay. Just to get, get, get a little bit back. So just, just so that we feel confident in this endeavor, your, your background there sounds uh, very much like, uh, like we, will, we will be successful here. Yes. I suppose my background as a as a wealthy child of uh of, an, of the industrial magnate who built this town through his amazing economic understanding and prowess, my father who bequeathed to me that is a lavish lifestyle from which I have not had to work one bit my whole life. I feel that I have been able to indulge myself and therefore indulging in this curse uh, is also within my background. Very good, sir. I agree. It makes sense to me. Ah, there couldn't be two better suited people for what we're about to do. Yes. No, it makes sense to you as a, as a restaurateur? Yes. Ah, I see. You like the way I those ingredients were all mixed up and served and ready to go, ready to be yes. ready. To, <laughs> mm, yes, everything me. in life is a recipe when you get down yes. to it. Hmm. Yes, that that makes that makes sense to me as well. That's that's in fact in fact exactly what we are learning with the cannibals. They have seen to it that uh, you know their their fellow man has become a recipe to them in a way. Yes. In order to survive in the post-apocalyptic hellscape out there, I've had to use recipes to improve weapons that I've procured. Ah. Oh, you know, that nothing... is that... Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was just saying, oh, is, is, is that where, you've, uh, you, where you were able to, to develop that uh, mason jar filled with, with, uh, with gasoline that you, in, that you recipied up the other day? Yes. Yes, I did. I did see that sting and scare off some cannibals. I uh, they didn't. They didn't mention. They didn't. They didn't mention how delicious it possibly was, as if it was a delicious recipe. But uh, it sure scared them off. A lot of the weapons that I've devised are admittedly uh, performatory, and I mean that's not to say they're not always lethal but that they are based on scaring them away more than they are based on blowing them to bits. Uh, I see. Or killing them otherwise. I see. That is, 
That is an interesting, interesting tactic. Uh, hmm. I feel like, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, the cries and screams that I did after my calf being bitten off was performatory as well, in the sense that I wasn't trying to injure them with the loudness of my voice, but more just uh, trying to convey how much it hurt and maybe, maybe it would scare them off if I was just frantic and scared enough. Yes. You see, the reason I have a stake in not wanting to kill the horde, because a- if the cannibalism were to end... I wouldn't oh. want to be in any full of dead customers. I'd want them to be able to come oh. back. Now, you said you had a stake. I was lost right after you said that part. I do have a stake. Oh, if goodness. you'd like to have a literal stake. Ah, uh, hmm. That's, uh, ooh. Yes, uh, please, but do it. Uh, please cut off all the fat parts and throw that in the garbage. Oh. I, don't, I don't want any of that. Oh, that's just, uh, I'm watching my... Oh, look at this. this and you have... This is... One of those uh, statements were applying to a, a wound, but we've already got that covered, so we, you could eat it. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I mean, uh, I haven't. I've, <laughs> I've been having to, uh, you know, nourish. But as you know, I've had to be nourishing myself on caviar for quite some time. So this, uh, this I, I had no idea you had this. I'm just trimming off the outer edge of the uh, yes. fast layer here with this improvised weapon that I approved with a crafting recipe. Oh. And I yes. Ah uh, uh, yes, that 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 butcher's knife with a laser pointer would would indeed scare people off, but probably be no more lethal than any other regular butcher's knife. Exactly. It doesn't make it any more harmful than the average butcher knife. But very much more scary because who knows what kind of accuracy you have with that thing with the because of that laser beacon upon it. Enough accuracy to not kill the person, which is important to me. Ah, uh, uh, yes, you could you could in this world of cannibals be threatening that you're going to keep their meat fresh. Yes. For later. I aim to induce just. Let's let's say owies more ah. than and and scares and frights more than uh, death. Yes. Well, I think that is befitting a a restaurateur of of your stature and high regard in this in this neighborhood. You you have a reputation to uphold. Yes. Oh, which reminds me, the van that we use ah. for catering gigs. Uh, maybe you saw it on the way in. It has been <laughs> it has been modified quite extensively. Oh, ah oh, yes, it did. It did appear. I, I, it did appear like you had uh, 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 managed to attach rather impressive and jagged uh, pieces of scrap metal all upon up and down the vehicle. Yes, well, they were they were easy to procure under the current circumstances. One of the things that aren't in short supply are big jagged pieces of metal. Yes, ah oh, yes. This 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 beautiful city, which my father bought, uh, built with his own bare hands, has always decorated itself with those famous jagged metal sculptures all over the city. Yes, it also helps that for some reason, when it's the apocalypse, fifty percent of the material appears to be sheet metal all of a sudden. So yes. that was also helpful as well. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yes. Ah, the, it, it, your, your catering truck does, 
it does look very, very lethal and frightening, and and actually, it, it does perhaps look like a the perfect battering ram of sorts. The way you've yes, it. that's that's what I'm going for. I don't want people to think it's there to impale them on the spiky bits, but it's if you if you really look at how it's laid out, the front is technically smooth. So hmm. instead of getting butchered, people get pushed really hard. Yes. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that's very frightening and yet non-lethal for them. But the, what I'm getting at is we can use that to go down to the pier. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh. 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 And, and use your very hearty and sturdy battering ram that is probably capable of smashing open any gates that may or may not be in our way. We can go down to the pier and curse the ship from the pier. We could, but now that you mention it, we actually have an alternative. If it can smash down a gate, we don't need uh, the key to the city. Uh, so it's up to you, uh, really. This is sort of a branching opportunity. Do we go down to the right. pier or do we... Right. Oh, we do have two solutions. I do feel like... Okay, let's let's analyze them <laughs> like carefully here. Yes. Yeah, I'll we'll like clear I'm... off this table so we can write and draw. Okay, I'll... T- uh, Ah uh, yes, I I, I was I was done with that Capri Sun as well. I had flattened it out oh, yes, and whatnot. I saw that. Thank you for rolling it up into a little <laughs> tube. Yes, as I was as I was wanted to do as it was completed, and the the steak yeah. was, the steak was also delicious as well. Although that fat, I don't care for. Very good, sir. Mm. All right. Hey, over here, I will draw the ship out in the sea. Mm-hmm. Very nice wave, yes. sir. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. It, well, it must be tumultuous out there. I assume that is what's keeping the ship from uh, <laughs> making purchase on our pier. Howling winds, yes. Oh, yeah. And yes, here, here is a cloud with a face on it that is blowing out those howling winds. Perfect. Uh-huh. I understand what that and, means. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you so you can see the winds and make it visible. Here are the the dragons uh, out here where you can't go beyond in the sea. Of course. Uh, and here is us making the plan. That, that's why the ship didn't leave. The ship could have just left, but there be dragons. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, so the ship you can't just run away. Can't just be gone. I mean, certainly that ship is out there somewhere. All right, and in a bit of uh, a, a bit of a meta meta inclusion here, I have us making the plan, a drawing of us, and me again making the, the picture of the sea on the table. I am drawing upon. You wrote all of that last thing you said in a speech point from you. Incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So like another. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I, 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 Simultaneously dictating to myself as I am having these thoughts about our plan. Very good, sir. Ah, he, ah, yes. And here is the sparkle in your eye as you say, "Very good, sir." Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And of course, the gate and the truck, uh, key to the city, and so forth, and all these other details that are very much germane and pertinent to the plan. Yes. No need to draw all the many obstacles in either direction. Ah, no. Those will will smooth each other out 
as we uh, as we sally forth, no doubt. Okay. No doubt. Oh, sorry. Say that again. I just said no doubt. I was agreeing with you. That's all. Oh, I'm so happy. Can you hear me? I well, oh, had good. trouble hearing you. Oh, I, I, oh, I couldn't hear you. For I was. I was just. I'm sorry. I've, I, I should have a dust mask, and I improved it with the crafting recipe. Muffles. I'm saying so. Ah yes, I I understand that you have a gas mask on that it is muffling what you are saying. I but it it it, it is continuing to muffle what you are saying, which is quite frustrating. Ah. Oh. Take it all the way up. No, it's still you still have it on How about you. Now. Better. How about now? now? Oh, I I maybe. What if I were to leave the room and come back? Yes, I shall. I I have this task of drawing on the table, which I can continue to do if you were to do such a thing. Maybe I will try that. Great. Maybe grab some of those Chips Ahoy single pack package of three cookies you have back there in the kitchen while you're there. Yes, sir. Very good. They're usually for kids' oh. meals, but of course, you are our best patron. Oh, no, thank you. Let's see here. I, uh, I, oh, I shall draw the wound on my leg. Oh, I, ooh, I just looked at it, and it is much, much more festering and pustuous than, than it had been earlier. But nonetheless, it shall make a great opportunity for me to stretch my artistic skills. And yet, also, the pain is also inspiring me to, to be a little bit more fanciful with, with the details in the drawing here. Ah, have you returned with my single Chips Ahoy pack serving that is meant for children? Oh... Oh goodness! I th- I think you were found. You found additional gas masks back there. Oh dear! Oh, I had hoped that this would be a gasless sort of crumbling of society, but it appears that the, there's the dark cloud of gases. Descended upon our fair city. Oh, oh, I lament uh, so much. Oh boy. How about now? Ah, okay, I heard. I ah, yes, I heard you after you have uh, removed your mask. Yeah, well, the problem is I put another one over the existing one. I forgot that I was back there to take the first one off. Ah, I. Ah, yes, that is a reasonable mistake to make when, uh, you know, I mean, everyone's on a little bit on edge due to the apocalypse happening around us. Yes, very good, sir. Mm. All right. Now, as I continue with uh, (laughs) drawing the multiple masks on your face in this drawing, let's get down to the curse. Okay. All right. Yes. Now, Now, I believe we discussed that it has to be a reverse curse. Uh, yes. Because that's that's how they work. And I discussed that it has to be a recipe. Ah, that's yes. how recipes work. 
Ah, I see. Okay, so I'll put in one third cup of the ship. I shall curse it to sink. One third cup of that. Yes, serve hot. Yes, it's raging hot as I make a curse on that ship to to sink and it's never return. Hot. Okay, and now I'm I'm drawing me doing that on the pier, and uh, let's see, uh, probably in a an additional pint of frothy frothy spittle coming out of my mouth as I make the curse. Very good, I'll, I'll dab that for you. Ah, thank you. you. Okay. And then now I'll just draw the ship coming into harbor because my, my curse no doubt would have worked. My reverse curse. Sir, do you hear something? Oh. Ah, yes. Do you hear some, like a foghorn in the middle distance? Oh. Oh, yeah. I do hear, I do hear such things. You think the, the the ship may may be coming in? Do you hear the rattling of cargo containers against each other? Yes, I also hear the the faint tinging sound of a key that might make as it's uh, being jostled about about a bit. In the middle of the cargo hold, that must be the ship. Oh my goodness! They they may have uh, they probably have my fresh caviar, so I don't have to to deal with this inferior frozen caviar. Yes, and they probably have my regular big size serving sticks, so I don't have to deal with these little red plastic ones. Ah uh, yes! So once again, we can we can just, uh, call out four as you smash a golf ball sized piece of of caviar into my face. Well, that all depends on us getting down to the dock before the cannibal horde, sir. Oh, oh goodness! Well, uh, we, let's let's arm ourselves with with that that chair you made that you also attached a spike to that can be used to scare off the cannibal hordes. Yes, very scary. But non non lethal, though, of course. Non-lethal, of course. I also have crossbows here, which you can use to fire warning shots. Ah, yes, yes. Warning. I, I like how you uh, you put a warning on the crossbow that says "warning, warning shots only." Yes, they all have uh, yellow caution tape uh, all along the bow part. Yes. You wouldn't, because you, you, you want people to be unsettled and, 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 and perhaps think that yes. they'll be shot up with arrows, but not, in fact, done, so. Not done. Correct. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm feeling light on my calves already, ready to saunter on down there and get at that oh. container ship. If you're feeling light on your calves, it's probably the gas. You'd want to go ahead and take the, one of these two gas masks. Ah, all right. Thank you, and uh, I guess this is the last thing I'll hear from you as I put this gas mask over my face. Well, uh, so long as neither one of us hits the valve that makes the voice stop coming out. Okay. And I just, I do want to say to you, this has been a, a, a pleasure, and I look forward to proofreading that gravestone you have arriving on the ship, and I do look forward to your funeral. Very good, sir. Me too. See. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I pictured the restaurant in like a couple different locales. I think. Like at first it was like an island, mm-hmm. but then by the end it was just like an overlook, like a coastal city. Oh yeah. Yeah, I felt like we could see for whatever reason we could just see the shore from the from the yeah from the restaurant. Yeah, like one of those almost like a rotating restaurant with like a circular view. Hmm. Oh, there has to be a corner with no windows where I'm. That's true. This is all yeah, almost like when you said that actually it did change the arrangement. So there's like a, to me it was like up high, so it's up like on a like on a hill, yeah. and. It had like an arc of windows facing towards the ocean, which was west mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. From which you, you could peer out and clearly see any ship arriving, but <laughs> from which you could peer out, yes. yes. I was no, I was nowhere near. Oh, that was fun. Um, yeah. What do I have next? What what comes up next in the show? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, we went. We did this before, but do you do you want to talk about other people who do improv who you really like? Oh yeah, let's talk about other people who do improv that I really like that we know from the platform. Deedles seems like a good person to reference for sure. Deedles is great. Ah. I like Deedles' voices. Oh yeah, Deedles' voices are like a like they they seem to be an element of her her actual person in a way. <laughs> do you think she's, do you think her real voice is one of the alternative voices that we hear? Hmm. hmm. Yeah, she's probably genuinely like a a roused about like little kid bully like voice. Yeah. That's, that's who she actually is. Yeah, I have no doubt. That's the real Deedles. Like wearing one of those crown hats from the forties and like yeah, like jughead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. yeah Super accurate steal. with like spit wads. Yeah, gonna steal all of your marbles. <laughs> Give me your marbles. I need them for marble con. <laughs> uh, now, have you seen an episode of The Little Rascals? Yeah. You have an original one, and yeah. you've seen the movie. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie, but you know, Donald Trump is in that movie. Yeah, he's the rich kid's dad. Oh my God! He's also in a obviously Home Alone Two Escape from New York. Yeah, early New York kind of sure. <laughs> Oh What'd man! You say? But Escape from New York, like Snake Plissken. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But on, honestly, though, uh, Kevin McAllister would probably escape from New York if he was put into those circumstances. Oh yeah, uh, on on the island, the island prison that is in Escape from New York. Hmm. Yeah, New York, Manhattan. Yeah. Mm. He, he would. He would. He would smash up the uh, the disco ball that is in the limousine, and he would scatter that the pieces all along the floor, making a trap for yeah. any wet bandits who come at him. Yeah, it's just crawling with wet bandits. It's like uh, how in um, Batman Beyond, there's like a Joker gang of people who are inspired by the Joker, and they're all dressed like clowns and stuff. It's like uh. wet bandit acolytes who are like inspired <laughs> by it. And they all fit into one of those two like tropes of, of um, the two of them. Yeah. Harry and Marv. Yeah. 
I'm going to bite off all of your fingers. Uh, uh, escape from New York version of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, sweet. <laughs> and then uh, the island floods because Marv left the, you know, the water running. Why did we talk about that? What were we talking about? We were talking about D. Donald Beatles. Trump. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Donald, but it was Donald Trump. Yeah, but he was also in an episode of Nightman. Did you ever see the episode of Nightman with Donald Trump? The, the, I don't even know what Nightman is. Nightman's a comic book character. Uh, I think Marvel owns his imprint now. I think he's from Valiant Comics. Someone's someone can correct me if that was it. But like, eventually, I think Marvel bought them. But in the '90s, they made a TV show based on this guy. And like, the premise is he's in San Francisco. And he's like, I think he's on a cable car, like stereotypically. And there was like a meteor or something that crashed, and like the shrapnel, like hit from it, hit people or something. And those people who were exposed to it got powers, and so some of them became pe- like heroes, and some of them became villains. And he became a hero. But his power that he got was he could hear evil thoughts, so he could mm-hmm. get ahead of criminals because he could perceive evil thoughts. And. In the show, they were like, that's not nearly good enough for a TV show. So they gave him like a super suit. I think they got rid of the evil thoughts thing. I'm not sure. Maybe, But he operated at night always. And he had like a super suit that basically gave him like a whole suite of powers. Like he had gadgets, but he could also like fly. And like he had like a bionic eye in the suit. So he could like look at things like a bionic eye. And I think he was like bulletproof. But... His job was he was like a saxophone player and he would play in a club at night. So when he needed uh-huh. to go be Nightman, he would like leave a hologram that continued to play saxophone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's awesome. he would because, go be yeah. Nightman, yeah. Because no one ever engages with the saxophone player in any meaningful way. Yeah, but nineteen nineties AI couldn't handle. <laughs> they probably should have taken like a, a page out of Batman's book. Like if you're gonna be a nocturnal superhero. Your main, your 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 main identity should be active during the day, not like <laughs> known for being somewhere at night. You could like just skip that whole thing, but I mean, you got to follow your art, so it makes sense that you would do that. This I never even heard of this. What what show was this on? Or what, not, what show? What channel was this on? What channel was this on? Oh man, this is a long time ago. It's probably like. Probably like UPN. Oh, but anyway, Donald Trump was in it one episode because the guy, one of the villains, his power was he could shapeshift, and he wanted wow. to get a bunch of money with like a, as little hassle as possible. So he like mm. he even had a copy of the Art of the Deal like in the car with him. He's like talking to somebody, and he's like, oh, right, "I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get a bank loan." And so he just turned into Donald Trump, and he walked into the bank, and they're like, "Oh my, Mr. Trump." Oh, how can we help you? And he's like, he made up some story about how he needed cash right away because he like left his wallet somewhere or something. And so obviously they know he's they in that universe they know he's good for it. So uh, oh, they just give oh. him the cash and he gets it. But he what you can tell he's not really there. He's not on set. They green screened him in because he did it from wherever he was. <laughs> it's so weird, huh? But uh, it's it's mind blow, blowing the celebrity that he had like like why yeah I don't know. people just kind of saw him as I think kind of harmless and like kind of a goofball yeah rich that rich has been discovered yes oh the harmless yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, 
Is he goofy? Did he retain any of the goofiness? Nah, that's debatable, mind, but... Yeah. No. It's oh, just, my God. Nah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, cra- it's also crazy, like, how many rap songs he's referenced in. And I think that's just because he he's so rich or whatever. Like, but also, like that. Yeah. His, his last name was so easy to rhyme. Yeah. It's like you know, just a, such a setup for that. So I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. Or even who, who else would they reference? Like Rockefeller? Rockefeller rhymes to get really good, too. Yeah. Um, Bill Gates. I bet that is, almost certainly oh, there's Gates. songs that reference Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates is a good uh, one. Musk is hard. Musk is hard. Now it's hard to do it. Bezos, Musk. <laughs> Car- Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim Halo. <laughs> that guy's, that's pretty good. Slim, you could, yeah, well. Yeah, uh, I don't think people would, people would get people would get that reference. That or oh, like we gotta talk about Dino's. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Dino's likes. Dino's likes just kind of discussing billionaires. Oh, good. <laughs> what? It, what else? Tell me about Dino's. Well, we covered that she does really good characters, and she always like when she's involved in the. In the set, she's just like always ready. You know what I mean? Like she always contributes. Like it doesn't like drag if she's around. She always like comes in. I mean, yeah. not always, but she's like reliably like she doesn't let it like just dissipate. She's like, now this is happening. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She always starts. She always starts stuff. I always feel she. She. I, her, she said that her yeah. personality is just to like. She'll just kind of talk like she's in a scene already, which is just which is so awesome because then you can go right into a scene with her. Yeah, and then she's surprised by that that you're joining her, which I think is great. Yeah, that has happened a couple times I could think of. Yeah. Excellent. Um, oh, do you, okay, do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> hey, Not I vote. What happened with the voting? The voting? Oh, uh, yeah. For the O. Henry Panoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not win, which is fine. It was just a great experience to even, like, get into it. But, uh, even though it was based on a raffle, it wasn't like I had to, like, fight my way. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Yeah, they they announced like the top three, and it was other people. But it still, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, good. I totally voted for you. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah. Maybe I did not view. I did not view any others, but I was impressed. Uh, by the, yeah, by the Norse puns, and I was like totally like. Man, there are puns in here that I do not even get because I don't know enough Norse mythology, but it's still impressive anyway. I I kind of need that going. Like a lot of these like are not easy to find, which is yeah. fine. One friend to all of them because he uh he had just gotten done playing the latest God of War. Like, all the uh-huh. Yeah, and they have they have the Norse gods in there. But yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll just do whatever. Like, you know what? This might limit me. This might hurt my chances. I'm just gonna do it. When I went to Spirit to buy the, the helmet, 
too. I explained what I wanted it for, and I was very quick to clarify. I know they didn't really wear these. Hmm. I know these horned helmets, but everything it'll be instantly obvious what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Oh, hmm. And and you 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 were you were thinking that the person who was working at Spirit would you didn't you didn't want that person to kind of walk away from the from the interaction with uh, um uh thinking yeah. that you were someone who did not know the a historicity of the, yeah. the hor- horn with helmet helmet horn thing. Well, she kind of lit up when I mentioned the Viking thing, and so she started like talking about it a little bit. So I'm like, I need to clarify. I'm not. Oh. Um, <laughs> what this looks like. I look like some like charlatan. I look like some noob. <laughs> some kind of Norse noob. Uh, That's what you but, want. That's what you wanted. Yeah. I don't. I could have kept. I'm glad I didn't go further. I could have been like, I'm actually part Swedish and like try to like justify everything, but <laughs> that would've been so extra. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this this, this, this is funny. cat's not racist. I'm Swedish. Because <laughs> I okay okay. Because I was like, well, why? I was like, well, it's not like you're it's like you're not buying a condom or something. You're just, you're just getting a Viking hat, but you're yeah, kind of overly concerned. I just want to clarify: the Vikings didn't actually wear condoms. I want to make that perfectly clear before I buy them. So let you know, I'm just doing this so that people know what I'm doing. Yeah, I understand it's ahistorical to have this condom while I'm yeah, wearing this yeah. fake helmet. They're not mentioned in the in the, in the, in the mythic cycle <laughs> ever. They never mentioned condoms. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, ah, it doesn't matter. Actually, do they? Wait a minute. Think about this. Something equivalent. It, oh, there probably be some like weird like mythic. Like, it, I'm sure control has reference in mythology. That's probably 100%. I would put money on that. Not a condom, yeah. which is pretty modern, but like some like trickery, especially, especially like in Greek. Like Zeus is always like, like turning into animals and stuff to like be with mortal women. So I'm sure there's like some myth where it's like somebody vexed him in some way so that there wouldn't be like a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did they? I did feel, they understand yeah. the connection? I wonder if they knew. Depending on when the myth came about, I can't believe we're going so deep into this. But like, the 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 understanding of what was necessary to like to procreate was yeah. that because I'm sure people were like, well, this child is like its parents. So there is like an ad of the parents in the child. But like, when did they know for sure? the mechanism, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like they knew it in the, in the Bible, probably that that's probably the mythology I'm most familiar with because I was forced to read the most of it, but I feel like they probably yeah. knew what was going on with that. We should talk about, did we talk about the Bible last time at all? Uh, we might've. What's your favorite Bible story? Uh, that's that's something I don't think about very often. Uh, 
Um, man, I let me let me think. I, okay, I what's guess? your what's your favorite episode of the, the Hanna Barber Oh, I, wait, I I got I didn't get the, the my favorite episode of Hanna Barbera. What? Uh, the greatest adventure stories. The hand that's a show. The Hanna Barbera great. Um, hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of they did a Bible show and it's like intense. I'm I'm gonna go with the um the stuff that happens to Noah after Noah's Ark. I don't remember what happens to him afterwards. There's like it's it's basically like the dude lives for another seventy years or whatever, and it's summed up in two paragraphs. And the only thing of note in those entire seventy years I'm pretty sure this is Noah. Like I, I think I I I think this is Noah. Like they, his like someone sees him naked one time while he's while, while in the cave they're living in or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like shameful. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that happens in seventy years. Yeah, but they get punished. They, they not punished necessarily, but there's repercussions. They have to leave or something. Like they can't like. like Community or something? Yeah, it's it, it. If you really kind of like, I mean, come on. But if you really think about it, like, come, like, how can this possibly any of this make any sense? Like, right there, it's like a huge red flag because it's like, it's 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 what? How is this a relevant story to anything? <laughs> like, it's so crazy. How can that be the DLC to one of the craziest adventures of all time? The flooding of the world. <laughs> He went to the craziest yeah, adventure imaginable, um, and then somebody saw him naked. That's the epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be know. upset he if forgot. it's actually like Abraham yeah. or something, but I think it is Noah. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, his junk is just out. I, I want to feel like it's it's not, um who else, the person, uh you know, uh Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't think it's the epilogue to that one, because I think in that one they have sex no. or something. But I think in the, the Noah story... Yeah. yeah, but um, the, if they really wanted to amp up the drama, that whole that chapter, like that, that is the epilogue. It should happen on the boat. Then it's so awkward yeah. for however many days are left of flood. Yeah, because they can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. But, yeah. Then it's yeah. You, you're 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 walking through the the little you know, narrow passageways of the arc and you're trying to avoid contact, uh, like eye contact with Noah because you just saw his junk the other day. Oh, weird. I never, that's so weird. I never thought of the arc as having narrow passageways. I always thought of it being like this big barn-like huge spacious place. That's interesting. Yeah, I will. I, I don't know where I'm getting that. I get. I, I, I guess I, I, I think I saw that kind of like that arc they built, whatever, you know, in like in Indiana or wherever the hell. Like, that's what I think. Actually, I think those had probably pretty big passages, too, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, there's specific measurements. Like you can you can actually to scale like figure out how big the arc is intended to be based on like the, the cubits and stuff that they reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think in Genesis, but the story I was going to reference is like the classic one that everybody always references, which is the story of what happened with Elisha, Elisha, when he was walking to Bethel. So he was walking to Bethel, like, continuing to be Elisha and stuff, and a bunch of kids started following him. And they were, like, calling him bald and stuff because he was. Oh, yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 get out of here, you're bald. Ha, ha, ha. Do you know the story? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, great. a bear comes. Yeah. Two right? she-bears. <laughs> he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears come out of the woods and mm. mauled. It's, like, t- either 24 or 42. It's, like, a lot. <laughs> of children. Yeah, and he's like, there we go. And he just continues on his business. <laughs> <laughs> that's odd. Like, at least that's, like, you know, creative, creative kind of Bible story. Because it's, just like, out of nowhere. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, oof. Why was that? I love how specific it is, too. Two she-bears came out. Yeah. I'm looking at the the Noah story, and it's definitely... He, he lives... He lived 350 years after the flood. And the one story uh-huh. is that Noah, he was a man of the, the soil. He, he planted a vineyard. Okay. One time he got, he got drunk, and he lay uncovered inside his tent... And Ham saw that his father naked and told his brothers. Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from this, his wine, from his wine and found out that his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of the slaves. Will he be to his brothers? And then it's just a big long curse. That's the whole story. That okay, now I remember. So this seems like a weird little footnote, but it's like the basis for a lot of like yeah. real world um like racism into yeah, oh, the yeah, present. Yeah. 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 So it's a huge deal actually. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it the same thing of the um whatever, Cain and Abel's other brother or wait, is that right? Or wait, no, Cain. Yeah, the mark of Cain is also is also used in the same way. Yeah, Cain and Abel were the second generation of humans. Yeah, and then Abel dies, so Cain has and children. children. Cain, Cain is banished, and so any of his offspring, like you, can be racist towards, is basically the line. Because then they had another child. Uh, I mean, Eve had another yeah. child. Yeah, Seth, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say Aaron, but I think that sounds right Aaron is Moses brother there's probably other Aaron's out there but yeah um, Seth I believe was a third child hmm but yeah you huh. should watch that Hannah Barbera show um, it's uh, I think it's been in the 80s it's very 80s it's about these like yeah. two archaeologists and they have like a friend who's like a lo- like a local they're like in the Middle East somewhere he's like a teenager and they all get like they fall into a weird crypt and they go through like a door that like makes them travel through time and they get stuck in the Bible, but they keep like jumping around. So it's like sliders, but like, or quantum leap, but they don't jump into bodies, but then, you know what I mean? They just keep jumping around in different eras and stuff to see all the stuff happen. 
Oh, uh, I love the concept of like just throwing science fiction into the like. I mean, it has to be a, like a Christian production because that kind of makes it all the more better. Of like you know, adding that yeah. stuff to the Bible is so excellent. Um, yeah, there's there's this movie. It's like it's like it's called Assassin 33 AD. Yep. Have you seen it. that? Holy yeah, shit! Have you? Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's so ill-advised like i know the whole like the whole yeah the whole time there's it's it's not even like i don't it doesn't even make sense for for christians to be making this thing because like yeah, yeah it's so bonkers there's so many things about their weird and like even like the logic but like also the from what i gather it's been a while since i watched it now watched it like last year's time but like the bad guy who by the way i think he's in an ace hardware commercial now but the hmm. bad guy, like he seems to acknowledge that in that universe, like the the New Testament narrative is true, right? He's like, yeah, he has like he's like the son of God and everything, so we got to stop him. But then, if he knew that, wouldn't he not want to do that? Like, right. it doesn't make sense. Like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Because you would believe it at that point. You have to have an atheist wanting to do that, but then an atheist really wouldn't want to because they don't think well. You could justify it, I guess, but the, also the crazy yeah, bit it, of it is 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 that they they branch off an alternate timeline where Jesus yeah. is, is assassinated, and then it's you like hell put, on earth. You got to put yeah, but so that, okay, so that first, means first of all, that, yeah, you got to go put ahead. you got to put you got to put spoilers a spoiler alert on for assassin. Yeah, whatever. Watch, watch this movie if you're listening to this. Don't watch that that movie because it's it's excellent. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're saying you're saying like, if, if that time the the bad timeline, like it shouldn't matter how he gets killed because he will come back, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, my, that also just brings up to me, to my mind. Well, like, why isn't God taking care of that alternate timeline? Like, like you can you can effectively yeah. destroy God, who is no longer all powerful. So interesting. Yeah. I can't like. Would I, so it sounds like you were like raised religious, right? Yeah. So we were like children, and we had to grapple with like the like the, the three persons of the Godhead, and like and like all these like real weighty like theological concepts. That's so mm-hmm. nuts to me. I think about it. I'm like, man, we had to like tackle stuff that like some like some like like Benedictine monk like centuries ago probably like toiled over their whole life and for us it's just Sunday school yeah yeah so interesting I mean I mean you know I mean you know as a, as a child like no matter what you're going to encounter like like are you saying this is a complicated idea or just because it's like it's some monk spent so much time on it and really it's just like no it's a complicated idea because it's a complicated idea to we just accept that because this is a real, real, like, divisive point, right? Like, is the Trinity three entities? Is it three gods? Or is it three persons of the same God, right? Like, three aspects of the same God. And so it's like, it's an uncomfortable thought to say, well, is this a form of polytheism? 
or but no because no according to like you know the doctrine it's like no absolutely not it's just three sides of a triangle or whatever you know metaphor yeah the three and one three and one yeah and and like or I've I've also heard like uh, I was told like the three uh, phases of like water yeah which applies to really any material yep the word triune got used a lot yeah. It it is interesting because it's like I don't know from from my perspective it's like why does I, I don't even even now I can't quite say why any of that matters in the theological sense of like why like I mean okay I get that they have this concept of like you know God was Jesus on Earth but but what does any of that matter and they also they always kind of sideline the holy spirit anyway that's really just like the really kind of yeah. unclear aspects of, of what's going on anyway yeah the holy spirit's a really interesting case but you're right it gets like second billing to the father and the son yeah because they have clear roles i think because because if jesus is going to pray in the desert you can accept that okay he's praying to the father i guess he's he's the son in the form of man or whatever and there's some kind of you know, difference there, but then what's the Holy Spirit? Like what's going on there? Yeah. And then yeah, you, of course you get, happen. you start, you read the old Testament and it's like, clearly there's like different aspects of God and kind of pr- depicted in different ways. Yeah. Much more vengeful. The first installment. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I got to go eat dinner. This is fun, though, and I'm you, sure... What? You would have to go eat dinner. Ah. Uh, oh. Oh? You you uh, would require sustenance uh, in your physical frame. Oh, man. Look, I just really want to thank you for coming on. I'm glad you came on the second time. And I, and I one of the things I was worried about is that we would keep talking forever, but I really do have to go do stuff. But I want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm angry that you have to eat. I'm angry Ah. that you need nutrients, and I'm out of here. Bye. Ah.